Today's episode is brought to you by the FUMS Patreon page. Patreon is a wonderful platform that allows creators to receive income to help pay for the value they offer to the world. I paid all online hosting fees and editing fees and URL fees and fees, 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 everything out of my own pocket for the first nine years of FUMSnow.com. I couldn't keep going like that. Patreon allows people to support FUMS by committing to contributing each month. It tells me what I'm doing is of value and that I'm not out here all alone. Let me give a quick shout out to my very first patron, Stephen Minton. Within 17 minutes of me sending out the email sharing my Patreon campaign, Stephen had signed up at the highest level called The Cure. I cried and danced in my kitchen with my daughter. <laughs> Thanks for believing in me and FUMS, Stephen. I so appreciate your support. If you find value in FUMS and would like to help see it continue, Please go to patreon.com slash F-U-M-S, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash F-U-M-S. And thanks in advance for your support. Welcome to the F-U-M-S Now podcast show, where you'll gain information, inspiration, and motivation for living your best life with multiple sclerosis. Find us online at F-U-M-S-Now.com. I'm your host, Kathy Reagan-Young. My guest today is Ardris Shepard, the irreverent, funny, smartass at the helm of the MS blog TrippingOnAir.com. She's a self-described writer, blogger, and rollator supermodel. At 23 years old, Ardra was diagnosed with MS. While her instinct was to share this new life reality with people, being open about her diagnosis had consequences she hadn't expected. She went radio silent for a time, but eventually saw how important it was to speak up and change the narrative of MS and disability, and what that means in the context of a young woman's life. So, she started the blog. And the rest, as they say, is history. Well, more like her story. Let's go hear her story. Hey, Ardra, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Um, you know, you've been on my radar for a while now. It's crazy how many people have sent me notes telling me that there's another smart-ass MSer out there in the blogosphere. <laughs> oh, that's so nice we, to hear. <laughs> I'm glad we finally get to meet, at least virtually. I hope to meet you in person someday. So let's kick it off with the normal. If you would, please just share with the FEMS community your story, pre-diagnosis and your diagnosis story, please. Oh, it's so long and boring. I mean, I always... <laughs> I was very young. Um, I had optic neuritis was my presenting symptom. I went pretty blind and I had some difficulty walking right away. And I was lucky enough in a way that I got diagnosed sort of right away. I had um, an aggressive relapsing remitting course, and which is now uh, secondary progressive. Mm. Okay. Sorry. That was the end of the story. I feel oh, like, I gotcha. Do you, do you want more details there? No, like, no, no. Just most yeah. people go quite a long time, but that's okay. I don't know. I think it's like, you know, we are like, we're here. We know where we are. Like right. it's, um, we all have MS, right? Right. It's, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That origin story. <laughs> so what about pre-diagnosis? What were you doing before all of this happened? Oh gosh. It was like a whole nother lifetime ago. Like just right. really getting started, you know, like mm -hmm. dating and figuring out career and friendships and just, yeah. I mean, being young and right. irresponsible Free. and then sort the of good old days. Yeah. Like when everything was 
possible and, um, you know, no real response. You think you're invincible. I mean, when, when I first, my first symptoms, I thought I just needed some antibiotics or something. I didn't think it could possibly be something so serious. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought I had the flu. So I think that's pretty typical. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. It is. And how are you doing now? I mean, there's good days and bad days. Like MS is hard. It's, um, I think that's another weird thing about being diagnosed with a chronic illness. There's this, maybe this idea that we tell ourselves, or I don't know where it comes from, but you feel like maybe you're supposed to have it all figured out or like come to terms with it in the first year. And like all these years later, you come to terms with it some days. And then some days it's like day one all over again, you know, you get a new symptom or. Yeah. That's a great description of it. Yeah, exactly right. So when and why did you start tripping on air, which by the way is awesome. Thank you. Tripping on air is my blog and I started it about four and a half years ago. And there's this quote from Nora Ephron, who's a goddess and like the OG personal calamity writer that, and I love to reference it. And she says something like when you trip on a banana peel, people laugh at you. But when you tell people you tripped on a banana peel, it's your laugh. And Mm. I feel like I just wanted to control the version. I wanted to, you know, I, I felt like there was some idea of, victimhood, especially when I started to begin to need mobility aids. And I, I wanted to kind of set the record straight. I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, these things evolve. Right, right. That may be where you started. And now you're kind of going in other directions. It's, it is a great blog and it's filled with humor and reality and humor about reality. (laughs) Were you a writer before MS? I've always been a reader. Mm-hmm. And I've been journaling since I, like my whole life, since I could, since I learned to write. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely got those 10,000 hours of practice in, Yeah. Um, but I wasn't formally a writer. I didn't yeah. know that I was going right. so to be able to write. The answer is yes, you just didn't get paid for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have always that. been a writer. Yeah. 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 Um, so I read a quote that you gave for an article and it was this quote, I refuse to stop being pretty just because I have MS, unquote. And that, I just found that so fascinating. I really had to sit with that one for a minute. And why would you have to stop being pretty because you have MS? Did I say that? I did say that. Such an asshole. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I, I, think, <laughs> I think it's all in, you know, I have, I have a sense of what you meant by that. I just want to hear yeah. you say it. And you are not at all an asshole. I think a lot of people are going to glean a lot from this. I think so. I, it's interesting. Before I was diagnosed, someone close to me, and again, we were very young, jokingly said, and this was in the, that like one month period where the doctors told me, you know, there's a 50% chance you might have MS. And this girlfriend said to me, jokingly, I guess, don't worry, pretty people don't get diseases. Oh, God. And that really stayed with me. But more than that, I think it was when I started needing mobility aids. And, you know, mm-hmm. this was pre-Selma. And yeah. even now, there are so <laughs> few examples in media and the fashion and beauty industry that are inclusive right. of disability. You don't see yourself. And we, I mean, there's this like internalized ableism that we all have a little bit of. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think it was kind of that. Yeah, I love that. You have said disability has an image problem and that you looked for fashionable people. Like you said, this was pre-Selma. <laughs> so, yep. And yep. you weren't able to find them 
that were using canes. They just, you know, weren't, uh, they may have existed, but they weren't photographed with it, right? And I know that that took you some time to get to that point. But is that when you realized that you could be the example? I think so. Yeah. 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 Because it's true. Until you pointed that out, I really hadn't gone there in my head. But you're exactly right. And these pictures of you with your mobility aids, I think, A, are gorgeous. And B, do set the example and do, you know, give almost permission to... Why wouldn't you be fashionable? Why wouldn't you look good with it? You know, like I had never questioned that is my point because I personally don't have the need for any mobility aids. But I think for those who do, they're they're not they haven't been represented. And if they well, have, it's not been in a, a good light. So kudos. I think I think you but I think that's it. It's I didn't question it either yeah. until I found a cane in my hand. And you know, I first started using it traveling because those are long days. You're walking more. Right. And I was hiding it in pictures. I didn't want to be yes. photographed with it. And, you know, I, th- I think of my dad who is in his 60s and uses a cane occasionally and, and doesn't. I feel like I'm outing him here, but like <laughs> he doesn't like to be seen with it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, the vanity is is all around, but it's actually the stigma of mobility aids. And mm-hmm. I could go so deep into this. Yeah. But I really feel like when I needed a cane and then eventually a rollator, I did look for those images of like how to make it look cool. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find them, but really things have changed so much in the very recent past, like even Mm -hmm. I would say as recently as 18 months, there's Mm -hmm. so many examples now on social media. It's not in the mainstream media yet, but Mm -hmm. it's like up to us. And I feel like it sounds so obnoxious for me to be like hashtagging my photos, babes with mobility aids. But what I'm really trying to do, what I'm so passionate about is in helping other women, especially like mobility aid users, Mm -hmm. recognize their own beauty. And so we all, yeah. if we all put ourselves out there, it's like, let's celebrate ourselves because seeing those other women claim their own femininity, beauty, whatever, yeah. we all do it together. We can all feel seen and confident and accepted. I love that. I love that. And let me just say what you're too humble to say, but th- this has changed in the recent history, I would suggest because you started the movement and you gave permission to people by your own example. So you may not say it, but I'm going to say it for you. And <laughs> thank you on behalf of not just MSers, but, you know, the entire community that needed to see that, that needed Honestly, the permission, needs you to show them the way. So thank you. I mean, thank you for saying that. I, I, I know that I'm part of it, but these don't, things don't happen in it's ne- it's never one person. I feel like we're really having a moment mm-hmm. right now. And I feel like disability has largely been left out of the conversation of diversity yeah, and true. inclusivity. And when we talk about when we talk about diversity, we're still leaving disability out of that list, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think things are changing and social media is driving that. And, um, I think things, yeah, things are changing. I'm excited to be a part of it. 
Yes. Well, I, I would argue that you're leading the way, but either way, thank you for doing <laughs> what you're you. doing. So you certainly haven't stopped being pretty because of your MS. You are beautiful and you seem to embrace your beauty, not, like not despite your MS, but in many ways because of it, or at least alongside of it. And I know that, you know, a lot of what you're doing is because of the mobility aids and you wanted to make that fashionable and okay and give from all of those things. But those of us who are not currently using mobility aids, but have received this diagnosis and just oftentimes feel like absolute dog shit. For those times when we don't feel like dog shit, what advice would you give to those of us that feel like maybe we've lost our mojo, maybe because of this MS or we're, you know, not staying on top of things because we don't feel good all the time or most of the time and yeah, anything? Oh, it's tough, (laughs) you know, like, because you're seeing my highlight reel and every now and then I am asked, like show us your bad days too. And I write about Mm -hmm. my bad days a lot. I am pretty vulnerable there. I'm less vulnerable about showing Mm -hmm. you my dirty hair track pants look. But (laughs) I think like MS is an attack on so many things, but it's Mm -hmm. an attack on our identities. Mm -hmm. And so, and I really felt that in the relapsing remitting stage when you hear that that you don't look sick bullshit all the time right um and then then now with the mobility aid it's that question that people random strangers ask all the time of like what happened to you what's wrong with you and so when you get asked kind of daily what's wrong with you that has an effect on your sense of self and your identity and so for me it's like putting on lipstick and a cute outfit is like asserting that identity and saying like, I'm not going to let the rest of the world tell me who I am or what I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to look like, you know? That's awesome. That is great. And that, that's true for me as well. And I suspect a lot of people just when you're able (laughs) make an effort, you know what I mean? Like when I'm able and I can pick out, as you say, a cute outfit and put on a little lipstick, it's like my entire attitude changes. I just feel stronger. I feel, I don't know. I feel better. I feel like my MS even improves for a moment because I just feel better and I want to get out there when I feel better. So I think actually there is like a lot of advice to people with chronic illnesses of like setting boundaries and saying no. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's awesome. And we should honor those days when we need the downtime and when we need that Mm self-care. But I feel like we don't always acknowledge that sometimes self-care is saying yes. Yes. And even when we don't necessarily feel like it, um, to just rally a bit and somehow the energy shows up. It truly does, especially when you add a little makeup. (laughs) 100%. Yes. (laughs) Prescription red lipstick. Yeah. (laughs) I read that you're a script consultant for a Canadian television series about dating and disability called There's Something You Should Know. Can you share? That's so cool. Can you share with us what that's about and why in the hell we don't have something like that in the U.S.? P.S. I don't expect you to answer that last part. It's a rhetorical question. I'm just putting it out there into the universe. But yeah, tell us about that. This that's so cool. I feel like Canadian TV is also having a moment right now. Like we're really killing it. Like we are responsible for 
Schitt's Creek and Working Moms and Kim's Convenience is another great show. Um, We're like really telling diverse stories. But this show was really fun. It was like a reality dating show where people with disabilities were set up on dates. Their disability was disclosed over a phone call Mm -hmm. beforehand. So there were no shocking surprises. It was, but the show was like very supportive of people with disabilities, just like trying to normalize the experience. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's part of our world. It's part of our diversity and, Mm -hmm. and we don't, see it represented. It was a really fun, cool show. Yeah, happy and proud to be a part of it. That sounds fantastic. I love it. I'm just, again, going to put it out into the universe that we here in the U.S. need something like that too. And were, were they specifically hooked up with someone else who had like disabilities or that was not part of the gig? No, like just able-bodied people. Yeah. Just commonalities otherwise. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. As it should be. You were also the subject of a WebMD-produced documentary short film about you. And by the way, <laughs> it is a beautiful piece of art. And, and you were so good in it. And just, I found it very inspirational. I've watched it many times. It's just so cool that you're doing all this stuff. How did that come about? Actually, the filmmaker contacted me about a year ago. And at first, I was really hesitant to say yes. Because, really? yeah, I mean, you know what? I had done, I've done a couple of interviews and mm-hmm. felt misrepresented um just like little things I mean I was interviewed about exercise and the headline was something like five people with MS talk about how their diagnosis got them in the best shape of their lives and I'm like "Mm, bullshit (laughs) right right. like not like Yeah. yeah and so I started to learn that you have to kind of be careful with who you trust your story to. Yeah. Um, and so I was hesitant, but the director, Courtney Dixon, who was amazing, she won me over when she said she sat with a bottle of wine and read the whole blog start to finish <laughs> one night. And I just like, I liked her. I felt like she got me and yeah. I, I felt like um, I could trust her. And then actually I couldn't believe WebMD was cool with how much swearing there is. Like <laughs> I know. I, I know. I was surprised too. That's <laughs> awesome. So let me start by thanking you for trusting me to interview you today. And I'm wondering if that is, has anything at all to do with the fact that my my blog and everything is called FUMS. And I told you that I drink a lot of wine. <laughs> Always. Like, <laughs> the wine drinkers are my kindred spirits. Yeah. You know what? I, and really, I trust other people with MS to get the story, right? Yeah. And like sharing our stories within this community is so amazing. It's just kind of when you get a reporter that just wants a headline or, right. you know, yeah. that's when it, it's a bit dicey. Yeah, I get that. You have done such amazing things. It's, you're really inspirational and motivational to me. What, what else do you have up your sleeve in the future? Oh my gosh. What I feel like I'm just getting started. Um, I'm Good. actually working on a show mm-hmm. with an incredible production company here in Canada called Shaftesbury. And um, I'm, I'm so excited. It's going to feature not one, but two characters with MS. Oh, and um, yeah, we think it's going to be really groundbreaking. It's still early days, but I can't wait for you guys to see it. That's so cool. All right. Fantastic. Congratulations on that. Thank you. 
Ardra, you are truly an inspiration for us all. I really appreciate you being here today. And just want to remind everybody that everything that we talked about today that is hyperlinkable will be in the show notes. So including, Ardra, if you would please give us your URL for your your blog site and also all of your socials. Yeah. So the blog is called trippingonair.com. And I have a Facebook page, which is Tripping On Air. And on Instagram, I'm MS underscore Tripping On Air. Twitter, I don't know. I'm like, I suck at Twitter, but you can probably find me there. Just type in just... <laughs> Tripping. Just tri- yeah. type in Tripping and it comes up. I'll be there. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so before you go, we here in the FUMS Nation speak to the stupid diseases it deserves. And we tell it FUMS <laughs> every fucking day. Would you, <laughs> would you please do us the honor of leading us in our victory chant at the count of three? Are you ready? I'm so ready. So ready. Awesome. One, two, three. F-U-M-S. Perfect. Rock on, sister. I think you've said that a few times before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Fuck it. MS is like Yay. my favorite hashtag. Yay. Love it. Me too. Well, thanks so much for being here again, Ardra. And I'm super looking forward to what you're doing next. I'm going to keep my an pleasure. eye. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks everybody. I really appreciate you listening to the FUMS podcast show. Be sure to subscribe to it so you won't miss an episode. You can do that right on the website at FUMSnow.com. While you're there, Sign up for the free email list so you'll be among the first to know of any new findings in MS research, new therapies and products, as well as any blog posts and podcast episodes I release. Want to chat with others in the FUMS community? Join us on Facebook at FUMS Now. Thanks again, and don't forget to talk to the stupid disease as it deserves. Tell it FUMS every day.